vibes and elevation good people high vibes and elevation we'd like to welcome you back to the floor is ours right back like we never left my brother lamar what's going on g how you feeling brother feeling good i feel a lot better now the <laughs> 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 uh, one of the cool things about this podcast being in the middle of the week it gives you the opportunity to experience a little bit and this can be like your your highlight moment because it allows you to kind of like release all of the tensions all of the frustrations that you may have experienced throughout the week mm. so the beginning part of the week wasn't the way i would have liked for it to be but the trajectory is starting to go up i can feel my my energy just shifting just from the last hour or so mm. so feel good that's fine that's fine we'll actually get it like that's gonna be part of like the main main topic too so we'll, we'll definitely dive back into that as well mm-hmm. brother jay with the bro how you feeling sir i'm feeling good man Everything's moving in the directions I believe I want them to go. You know, a couple hardships here and there, but mm-hmm. not anything that's putting us out or making us feel like we're going in the wrong direction. So just got to get over the humps, through and around, however, and no, yeah. we good. No, I feel that. Life is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Life is going to happen no matter what. Like I, like I say all the time with to, to my fam, to a lot of people, is can't change what's going to happen. The only thing you can do is is a, is a work on how you respond to it. Mm-hmm. How you respond to your situations is going to make or break you, make or break the situation. So it's like that. Um, thank God for being here, as always. The floor is ours. is a growing, and we're trying to do new things and you know expand. So I'm working on another Facebook page. I'll probably share... The, the the main the main page name and everything a little bit later so I can when we get a little together and all that but you know if y'all happen to to just see it go ahead and pop a little follow hey. and share when you guys are listening to this please please I get a, got a lot of good feedback um, don't just just hold it for yourself please share it please share there are a few people that are sharing shout out to you guys I know well, one of Jay's good friends our brother's good friends listened to it and like shared it immediately so shout out to you homie oh, what, what was his name again I'll just say it. you can say it. Ian 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 Blakely Alright Full name sounds super familiar he Must yeah. be a Fort Million Yeah he a local He used to live in here Actually In this area Hey well Smooth. Ian shout out to you brother Thank you for sharing I'm glad that you liked it uh, The uh, the feedback was fire too So That feel good But uh, today Fluff Is what y'all gonna get Before you get to <laughs> Before you get to the main And brother Braille Is uh, gonna bring up What's on his mind Uh <laughs> Earlier this week, I came across um, a page. It's a page I'm not unfamiliar with, uh, you know, the men talk and Mm -hmm. all that. A little closer on the, uh, what they call the red pillish side of things, (laughs) you know. Um, And I saw uh, this particular uh, platform had gotten demonetized by YouTube. And when I first saw that, I immediately understood why, you know, uh, and it's, you know, it's that fine line of understanding free speech and then, <laughs> but also understanding that, you know, you can't say anything mm-hmm. anywhere, you mm-hmm. know, like 
YouTube at the end of the day is a business and they have rules and guidelines. And we've gotten to a point in society where we look at that as the way we look at the real world. We should be able to do this on social media. We should be able to do this on the internet, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. There's no rules there. And on the internet itself, yes. 100% right. But when you're on YouTube getting paid by YouTube, <laughs> or you're on Spotify getting paid by Spotify, Hey, you an employee, dog. You, at the at the end of the day, you are you have established your own business and your own platform, blah blah blah. But you are still an employee. It's like you have your own office space mm -hmm. in a in a big building. Like I feel you like got, you're more like a subcontractor. Like, you know, so you got like you got a nice little office space. Depending mm -hmm. on you know, there's a lot of cubicles on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Small cubicle workers. Some people have a nice office space on the on the twelfth floor. Mm -hmm. But you are still in that building. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See, I almost kind of feel like. I, I a thousand percent agree. The only thing that I slightly disagree with is like, is it an employee or is it a partnership? Because I, huh. I feel like you could argue it both ways. Mm -hmm. And I think it comes down to like how much value you bring. Mm -hmm. And I think that's ever changing what that standard is. Because like, for example, when you two was young, I'd imagine those guys that went viral, those that first group of people that went viral, they had some sort of say over how they could do things. You know what I'm saying? They had some sort of freedom that maybe other people didn't directly have. YouTube because yeah, Fair. they were bringing all the attention. Now we're at a point where YouTube is bigger as a whole. So the people that can be in that bracket of actually being considered partners are they have to be. That's fair. Higher up there. I think it, like, there's, usually I always bring it into sports analogies because I was um, listening to <laughs> Stephen A. Smith talk about this a few months ago. Mm -hmm. People are willing to tolerate you based on the talent in what you produce. Mm -hmm. So if you're a heavy producer, you have a lot longer of a leash. But if there's like 65 of you that do the exact same thing, and let's just say you're not number 65, but mm -hmm. you're like top 25, there's 24 other people that do the equivalent of what you do every day. Mm -hmm. Like you are not a one of one. And now if you are generating like, I don't know who the most popular YouTube influencer is, but if you're doing one of one type numbers to where you're hitting 500 mil, 400 mil for the content you're producing, I don't think you get shut down as easily. Mm -hmm. That's a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we know you're at this and that, but could you maybe go a different way? You handle it with care when you don't feel like you have other options that can duplicate what they produce. It's still, I think it still depends on how extreme your situations are too because they also weigh the cost of conflict. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you might have that page that's getting millions of views every time you drop. But if 65% of those views are because you beefing with somebody or somebody said this and it's all drama, 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 drama. Mm -hmm. They don't really like that. You're, you're, especially when it comes to like race, uh, sex, and all I that stuff, that. which is where most of the things gravitate to. I think the that quality of your shit does count. So it's like at a certain point, I mean, you look at that Andrew Tate dude, like he got really, really big. Who is Andrew everywhere. Tate? Everywhere. He was... Uh, some guy that's getting in a lot of trouble right now. But <laughs> I don't even want to dig into that whole story. He's a big red pill. But you, you yeah, red pill is a good thing. You, you'll okay, probably let me look at you him. Say, you'll probably know who it is. But um, 
you know, he was big, big. Oh, yeah, that guy. And once it got to a point where too much negativity was attached to his name and the things he was saying, and it wasn't even, like, he was saying all this stuff on YouTube for years. He hadn't gotten demonetized. He was saying mm-hmm. all the stuff that he was saying, very harsh things about how men and women should interact and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, some of it was uh, intertwined with truth. You know, he said some things that do make sense and then put his own right. spin on it that mm-hmm. some people felt was a lot harsher than what is necessary. Oh, fair. So he got away with that for a long time until his actual platform got so big that everybody who disagree with it also gets you to see it, it and was speaking up. And now you couldn't find him nowhere. Everything got shut down. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's somebody that was bringing in money for a yeah. lot of different people. And boom. It's, it's that's like, fair. Yeah, yeah it's, it's almost like, you know, and that's just what us, you know, society as a whole, too. It's like when, you, when you're pushing a certain narrative that, <laughs> that you know, Big Brother not feeling, mm-hmm. you might have to get up out of here. Like, get up out of here a lot. So I think um, even with that, like y'all were saying, when you start bringing in numbers, you know, like you said, the conflict thing, mm-hmm. you're bringing in, you bring a specific amount of numbers, but if those numbers are translating to what you don't want, and like, you know, that person's talking about things that you don't agree with, but they're also inciting or innovating others to be like, oh, you know what, y'all agree with this, this is what we're about to push. Mm-hmm. That's like what's becoming like your face of your, I, I won't say like company just for, you know, referencing wise. It's kind of like you look at it like, I think it really only matters when you cross over. Because I'll give you an example. Like, the demographic for, like, hip-hop music is very violent. It's very self-destructive when you listen to certain things. Like, shout-out the NBA Youngboy, but I don't know if you ever listened to four or five of those verses. I don't hear a whole lot of constructive. <laughs> like, I don't hear any benefit to the community. But it doesn't really matter as much because who they're, like, giving the information to. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was, like, a whole bunch of, like, white children that were directly influenced by him, like... Tupac said it best He's like Some people are going to hear your music And they're going to like The way it sounds Other people are going to hear your music And it's going to resonate within them And they're going to want to live The same life That you're trying to illustrate Through your music mm-hmm. It's no different than like The opioid uh, epidemic Versus mm-hmm. the crack epidemic If it crosses over And it gets to your The judge in your local area's hands And that his daughter Or his son is listening Or watching it And he's starting to Like to, to duplicate or mirror the, the the things that he's seeing, then it becomes an issue. But if it doesn't cross over, if it doesn't get to Tom or Susan's hands, no mm-hmm. disrespect, it's not a real issue until it gets to them. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's just Lamar, Xavier, and Julia, f them niggas. This is <laughs> With no hezzy, bro, I'm telling you, they just gonna cross you and slam and say, "Do it over." Mm-hmm. No one cares until it touches someone who has like a real, like real power. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's just how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, income with those platforms, income versus outcome, does a lot of times come down to the overall like what's what what word would I be looking for um whatever what the results are going to be essentially that's what it comes down to and it's like if I look at the situation and yeah you're popping up all you're popping off all this negative stuff but you've brought me millions and millions and millions of dollars and there's just a few kids over there that might have did the wrong thing because of what you did he's gonna cut it he's he's gonna duck his head oh well Still got paid, but let that one kid be the mass shooter that took out 
20, 30 people mm-hmm. and they was bumping your music in their last <laughs> hour before they went out, blah, blah, blah. No, you're in a different you're situation. They're not about, about to ignore that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay, but <laughs> I won't even get deep, but that's just also within that argument of like, you know, that rap is already doing that. Mm-hmm. Rap itself. It's so, but I think that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a good, like, reference and example. Mm-hmm. Because it, it ha- but it happens with mm-hmm. rap. So it's like it's not even an example. That's just hard truth. You know oh yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, I won't. I won't. This episode, I won't get into the the deep meaning of like you know frequencies and what the beats and eight oh eight to actually like actually do to your body and stuff like that. But they push that. You know, they do. They, mm-hmm. they push that. And like you said, it's just oh, some people die because of it. But you know, I got this paycheck. <laughs> exactly. That's y'all gonna whole, kill, that's the y'all whole kill each other anyway. So. Why do you Facts. think we keep getting these one-hit wonders that are just these overly ag- aggressive ratchet songs, and that's it? You know, mm-hmm. their whole album would be full of that. Two, three songs get picked out, and people are playing them over and over again, and that's the extent of their career. But I think that also has to deal with like what we choose to consume too, because mm-hmm. I don't know why, but sonically, like certain stuff, like when I'm in the gym, I want that aggressive song. Mm-hmm. And I was I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago about this. It's like the impact of like NWA. Like they were trying to boycott them, get their songs taken off of um, like the record shelves and all that because young white kids found it appealing. I wonder, what was the guy's name you said again? Uh, you talking about the influencer? The influencer. Andrew Tate. I wonder <laughs> who saw his information because it's usually just not YouTube because he's getting they're getting money. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder who saw it. What was the the chain of effect to where they were like, hey, you know what? We got to remove this now. He's getting too big. Too many people are noticing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it started with women. Mm-hmm. And that voice got big. I couldn't tell you which platform was the first one to say, oh, nah, we ain't doing this no more. Yeah. But that's where it started. He His his word choices affected mm-hmm. the right women with the right amount of that platform. Power. And, and one after another, it just kept big, getting bigger and bigger until the mm-hmm. conflict was louder than whatever message he said he was right. originally trying to present. <laughs> I got, yeah, you know what? It's funny. Now we can just dig, dig into it. Like, I, I listened to, last week, I actually listened to him um, talk. And um, what, the people that he influenced the most were the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but he knew, fully aware of it. He, he actually sat down with um, Candace Owens. Yep. He, so I watched I that. I saw in, pieces of that. Said, yeah, I watched mm-hmm. that interview. And like during that interview, he's just like, you know, why Democrats are like winning is be- and why Republicans are stupid is because the Democrats understand what the youth want, the next mm-hmm. generation. He's like, these people don't care about what. <laughs> these people don't care about what bills y'all are dropping and what what y'all are trying to change. And this is he's like, oh, that is boring. Like you're boring. You look like nerds. It's boring. <laughs> he's like, these people care about what looks cool. You know what's appealing, what's attainable to them, and that's kind of what I represent. So he would, from his story personally, he was like a, a guy. He, he wasn't popular. He was uncool. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying bullied, nerd, blah blah blah. He flipped it, learned martial arts, got money. Now he's like he's showing like you know I, I have money. I'm cool. I'm this. I'm that. And this is why these people flock to me. So he's you know initially affecting or. I won't say affecting, but in, in a sense, it's the same thing. But he's also like inspiring the youth 
the next generation. And when you got that much power and everybody's looking in your direction, it's like, oh, well, hmm. the next, <laughs> they're already looking at the generation, like, we got to control these motherfuckers. But when you're doing all that and you're controlling them, everybody's going to look at you like, all right, we got we to gotta get this man out of here because he's having too much say and people are, are flocking to him too much. Well, have you ever thought about, like, you know how we say that he has a whole lot of influence and he has a whole lot of power and he's directly, he's directly influencing the youth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's bringing it back to the music. Because I've heard a lot of musicians, especially black artists, like Nipsey Hussle once said this. He was like, um, in one of the bars, he said, I can't, I don't remember it in bar for word for word, but he was like, they they copy our um, they copy our image, and essentially saying we're we're really popular, right? Like mm-hmm. we drive the narrative for what's what's popping right now. Mm-hmm. It's funny to say that when you look at record sales. Taylor Swift can easily drop an album and damn near go diamond. The country dude from Tennessee, he drops an album, he's going quadruple platinum. But then you look at hip hop sales, and in our minds, now maybe in like the 50s and 60s when they were directly copying artists, Mm -hmm. like um, stealing the whole swag and stealing songs, stealing the dance moves, all that stuff. Sometimes I feel like we use old narratives as if they are currently relevant now. Now, I think some of the stuff may get borrowed, but not nearly as much as we may think. Just in my opinion, we we may disagree, but I don't feel like we directly influence as much as we think from the influencers that we have. Because the last time I checked, J. Cole going double platinum didn't mm-hmm. stop a brother from going to jail. All that boycotting didn't stop nobody from going to jail. If mm-hmm. the judge who has the real power, he ain't got no followers on Instagram. If he says your black ass is going to jail for 15 years, I don't care how many times J. Cole drops your name in that, <laughs> that popular song that's number one on the billboard. He mm-hmm. don't really got no real power or influence. People just listen to his music may quote a couple of bars or two but in terms of directly influencing someone's lifestyle that shit looks attractive but we all know things that we find attractive we don't always get to touch like yeah it sounds good but how much influence do you really have I think one thing I would say is I think the hip hop influence in today's age is more uh personality based it's not even actually the messages anymore mm-hmm. it's the the people themselves and I only say that like me personally I don't I don't see too many interviews of like Taylor Swift and other people going viral only time Taylor ever really goes viral is when she drops a new project or she drops a boyfriend those are the those are the, those are the two things that Taylor pops up in the tabloids for except for the one time Kanye put Fair. her on blast yeah. so it's like whereas with everybody else with all these rappers and stuff even the ones that are like one hit wonders like a lot of times you get their full personality like they've been in an interview they said something either crazy or blah 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 that somebody done clipped and sent out that's why their one hits are really getting anywhere is because they do these interviews and that I, I guess that ratchetness in them because of where they're from and what they're comfortable with and blah 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 seeing that is exciting to people that are never there. I got a question for I you. Think, for both of you. Let me, let, me, let me run this real quick. Too. I don't just want to say, well, hold the question too, brother. But it's like, uh, I did want to just say, I do. I still think we influence no matter what. And that's just, mm-hmm. you can see it in our dialogue. Every time some, a slang that we say, it becomes cool with us, it's suddenly on the SBN. It's suddenly on the news. It's suddenly on this. Like the way people talk and carry themselves style-wise, it's still, still looked at us. Like like you say, you may not see her on interviews, but when I watch videos 
you know what I'm saying? I, you can you can take parts out and be like, you wouldn't have had that unless you know you looked at hip hop in a sense. Mm-hmm. And because younger generation, they do tend to to get toward more towards hip hop or what's cool. We've always been cool. Is always going to be cool. So if you want to be cool initially, you're going to look at hip hop. You're going to take something. You may not have portray the same message here and there, but you can be like, you know what? This is working because this is what the kids like. That's it's cool right now. I need to somehow incorporate into what I'm doing so I can get that same type of attention as well. Mm-hmm. Um, before that question, I wanted to finish because um, the other side of what I was saying too is like we do have that influence, but I don't think we use it in a way that transitions to to actually influencing like culture and mm-hmm. business and blah 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 like you've got you got like your killer mics and like i would argue that j cole is working behind the scenes to kind of set himself to be up and be in that type of position and stuff but as a whole like that hasn't been a practice so i think when like other people try to feed off our influence it's because they know the power behind it they know what it's capable of being able to to make people want to speak your language and and dance your dances and enjoy life the way you enjoy life and stuff like that it's powerful if you actually were able to put a either a business in place or something to change the direction of how people act under there like the there's room for that to actually happen. I do feel like like Cole, for example, I think although he hasn't changed the world, I think he has had a positive influence that's changed the direction of a lot of people who might have been in another direction otherwise. So like he does have power, for example, to where if he had actually stepped down and done something efficient, he's going to have people behind him on that movement. Like Killer Mike, for example, is older generation. So when he started doing all this political stuff and paying attention to all this, like he's changing minds, but he's not attached to the younger generation by any means. He doesn't make music geared towards the younger generation. So he's got a platform and he's pushing politically, but he's talking to the people that are already kind of in that wavelength and not this younger generation, you know? So I do I do think that they see as a whole that if we were to actually use this effectively, then yeah, those changes can most definitely be made. We just haven't we just haven't gotten to that point yet. You know what I'm saying? Fair. So my question mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you both is do you think that we we give too much not attention, but we we look to our like our black celebrities for more than what we should. Like looking at looking at them as like role models and I, and everything that you guys were saying I didn't disagree with any of it mm-hmm. my only point is is that the biggest difference between like Taylor Swift doing interviews which she doesn't really do like you were saying mm-hmm. and like our musicians is we treat our our black people our black influencers like they're an extension of family mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say worship but we we ch- we interact with them so much more differently than I see like people from different cultures interacting with their celebrities. Uh-huh. Like no one really cares. Like the I don't know what the the white equivalent of Little Yachty would be, but no one gives a shit what Little Yachty's doing in his spare time. Uh-huh. Like if there was like a white equivalent, I'm sure there is. I just don't know because I'm not really tuned in with that culture. Uh-huh. Like I feel like we we're too invested into what. Our, our hip-hop artists are doing, our, our sports figures are doing. And yeah, I, I think there is like a, a direct correlation between some of like the verbiage that we use. But even 
in a sense, it almost seems like it's more of like a, a mockery when you hear on ESPN when I watch somebody trying to use the same same terminology that we would use in the streets. Like mm-hmm. they're not using it as a term of endearment. They're usually being funny. Like, hey, what, like what would it be a an example of one of the words? Um, I can't draw a blank right now, but whatever one of the 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 popular words are that fifteen or sixteen the Gen Z guys are using, like they use it, but it's not like if they were going into a business meeting, they're going to start that meeting off with saying, um, "I can't think what is, what's a what's a word that they use right now." They started using lit. I, I doubt if they're going into a, a Fortune 500 meeting or talking about policies that are going to directly affect you on like the local level in your county with like your sheriff or your lawyers, your DAs, your the, the assistants. I don't think they're going into that meeting saying, yo, it was lit last night. Yeah. Like, I and my answer would be. I think I do agree that we inflate black celebrities a little too much we expect too much of them more than anything i think you know one thing we need to consider is a lot of these guys like they're not they haven't reinvented character you know what i'm saying like they're just who they are and they got up there and we admire them for the positive parts of their character so on and so forth but um as human beings we do that to anybody that gets into a prominent position like that i would say when I look at it, how I see the difference is like your Taylor Swift's and, you know, that side of the demographic, they treat it more like a business than we do. So, like, the reason why you don't get that personality in these in these interviews and stuff, for example, um, or not the same way that we do at all times is because, like, all of that is plotted out. They're planning these things. One thing about a lot of our black celebrities is they feel more attainable. You know, you talk about we treat them like our cousins. It's because they feel like our cousins. They act like that in the interview. They don't act like they're orchestrating their messages or what they're trying to say. They're not like they're not making sure they input their promos and every single thing is if it pop up as a casual conversation pop up like a lot of times I think that appeals to people because they don't like all these uppity rich folk that make everything about them and blah 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 blah. and that just feels like somebody that just feels like the homie up the street that you know that's how he act you know he's not thinking about all this behind the scenes bigger schemes and stuff like that reality is the smart successful ones do have bigger schemes they just also you know maybe they've set up their business to where they don't have to orchestrate a specific character to push their business forward their business is more built around who they already are for example you know that could be the reason why they act more like that versus other people but I think that's just my observation of it. So overall, I would say, yes, I think we do inflate them. Um, but I think culturally, that's one of the reasons why they end up getting inflated that way more. Yeah, I can say I, I, I agree, too. I do think um, as a culture, we do look to them a little more, but the same reason of being relatable. I like one thing that Jay was saying, too, is like when when you lived and you were born under that silver spoon, that's not relatable to most of our people, per mm-hmm. se, you know what I'm saying? So you've watched somebody who is just living the same way you live. Now they made it. Now you're on a journey, you know what I'm saying, a journey that you yourself can't go on, but it's inspiring, like, oh, you know, this this person was just doing what I was doing. I'm watching him do this, so I'm watching possibilities that, you know, that could be there for me as well. So it, it is more relatable. And this is like and you know of course when somebody looks like you and we would before times now it wasn't really portrayed, you know, black success in a sense. 
So you're just seeing your first initial, oh, this is what it takes to be successful. Because success looks, looks, uh, <laughs> success may look uh, successful to you if you don't know what it really looks like or what it, what it means. You know what I'm saying? Even though you should have your own definition, but because it's portrayed a specific way and you see that person make it, catch it in what you've been taught success is and like oh you know what but he was just next to me Jay just made it and you know we just live next to each other but he did it I can do it so yeah I think relatability is the biggest thing for like culture wise why we uphold and feel like we're related to these people and stuff like that so I can agree to that aspect as well but personally <laughs> now that we got that answer out the way no <laughs> and this is just one of the many individuals that may have my life it's like I don't look to well personally I don't look to anybody especially not a celebrity right. like, we, like we said before what you're doing is not changing <laughs> right like because I, like, I, I find myself saying that all the time when yeah, I listen yeah. to other people talk about like how influential uh, certain musicians are certain right. sports people it's like I feel like we fall in love with characters it's no mm-hmm. different than watching Denzel play Frank Lucas, an American gangster, like this, all just a portrayal. And for someone to say, because you can sing really well, mm-hmm. you are, <laughs> you should be in a platform like talking about like politics or things that you're not educated on. Like, have you ever listened to LeBron James mm-hmm. at the podium when someone asks him a question yep. like, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? What do you think about Hillary Clinton? I think that we should. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, I think no one vote. ever asked, like, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm drawing blanks for all these white celebrities' names. I'm just going to keep it with the Taylor Swift. Ain't nobody asking Taylor Swift what she thinks about Hillary Clinton. Like, it's just one thing. Like, hey, when you going to drop that new breakup song? Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, no but one cares about her opinion Taylor. on anything else. I will say on top of that, I'm willing to bet that... Uh, Taylor's managers and the people that handle her stuff don't also, ask that shit yeah yep. they make sure you know before the interview don't ask her about this don't ask her about that mm. don't ask her mm. about that listen you better shut up you know who's funding us mm-hmm. <laughs> not the black <laughs> managers though they're like hey whatever they ask you make sure you're ready be uh, free and they respect that because of how much she brings in so right. they're like nope I'm not gonna ask you none of that we're yeah. gonna stay right here in this pocket that's also you know when you that meeting with like your, your management or staff team they're like hey don't ask this question because it's not happening mm-hmm. we're, we're shutting it down <laughs> But you know us, we can't wait to get up there and tell you what we really well, and I, I was just about to say that too because like I've seen that a lot of like not a lot a lot, um, but I've seen a few times like with our own podcast where you'll see like uh the guy the end the person being interviewed get upset because of the question that was asked and like he was like, Oh, we weren't supposed to be talking about that and stuff like that. And it's like you've got people that are getting into the business side of things now and not fully understanding the business etiquette of it. So they're still looking right. for the next thing that's going to make them viral. So it's right. like, oh, I'm going to ask it anyway because it might mess up my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. But if you answer it, it's going to go viral. And if you don't, and instead you raise up and beef with me, then it's going to go viral. Because so, now you look like you're the op. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So And then you know how people are. They're going to start speculating on their own. Well, he probably ain't asked that question <laughs> because of this and that, blah, blah, blah. So the story going to run regardless. Facts. Mm-hmm. You know? 100%. So you got a lot of you got a lot of these young people or like these young platforms mm-hmm. that are trying to use these gotcha moments to get in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like right. you got to realize, bro, like there's still a, a, a business etiquette. You talking about getting into the big leagues. Everybody just saw how you got into the big leagues. <laughs> 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 it's not great at the same. You know, like <laughs> That's the that is definitely the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well. They, got, they have it. They have it. 30 minutes of 
Influential fluff. That's not bad fluff. That's not bad at all. But I could be being biased. Yeah. So <laughs> if you stuck around for this part, we'd like to thank you. Um, go take a break. Grab something to drink. Recuperate. You know, we're about to get into the into the main the main course. I got I got to stop calling it meat and potatoes. Maybe we should call it like you know I don't want to say veggies, but something healthy. I'll just say get into the topic. The high vibes. <laughs> get into the high vibes. I gotta we gotta be creative. <laughs> I'm trying. No, but, uh, but we'll be right back after this short break. Right, if hopefully I took out a short break and welcome back, welcome back. Um, if you skipped to this point, you know, go back and, and listen. Today's was was pretty good. Was was pretty good episode, all in all. Um, if you did skip this point, regardless though, thank God for being here. Thank you for always listening. We appreciate you guys. Share, please share again. Share, share. I said this in the first half, but if you're here, don't just listen. Share it, if, especially if you know somebody needs to hear it, because um, always spreading is good vibes and just good talk, and you can't you can't beat that. Um, if you have any questions, if you want to correct us for whatever reason or share your opinion, please do um, at the floors ours Instagram or uh, the floors ours at yahoo.com if you have any questions because we will answer questions as soon as we get them. We'll put them on here. And if you happen to have a good uh, reliable source or you kind of correct us on something, I'll share it and we'll own up to it because accountability is a big thing on the floors ours. Talk to us nicely. But before we get into our main subject, we are going to take our usual three deep breaths and we're going to do that on me. So, in. Out. In. Out. And in. Out. If you weren't already, you are now in tune with the floor is ours. You're in tune with yourself. You're in tune with the higher frequency. We're moving towards progression. So thank y'all for being here. Getting straight into it. Um, I got the, uh, the the main topic for today. And uh, one thing I was thinking, I have two things. But the first thing I was thinking um, is is be mindful of the company you keep. And um, I know you you get told this like when you're younger about like the friends that you keep around you. The even what you're listening to, what you're what you're watching, anything of those sense, you know, you are essentially kind of like a sponge, and you know what what you have playing around you, what's going on around you, it's gonna it's initially gonna play into your character at some point in some way. You may not even see it. So today, you know, we're, we're talking about like the company you keep. What what inspired me mainly for the episode was um I was just watching a few things on on social media. Of course, um, my my five minutes, three minutes, three to five minutes that I spent on there, and it was just like you know the people around you make such a such a difference when you're trying to either move or make certain plays in your life. If you don't have like the right people around you, it's it's not gonna you know it's not gonna work out. One thing I'm very grateful for now is you know the brothers that I'm doing like the podcast with, or people that hold me accountable for things that um. Just, just in life, hold me accountable for what maybe for whatever rare reason I'm not being responsible. They're gonna hold me accountable for that, but also just people that um, you know promote thought and you actually think out things that you're doing in life, what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. Like Jay and Lamar are people that I can definitely say you know outside of my wife and family that will hold me accountable, will challenge you know what I'm doing, and it may not even be like an aggressive challenge. It may just be like, hey, bro, you sure about this? You sure about that? So. You know, topic today is, you know, the, the company you keep and how you think it affects you. So, Lamar, 
Jay, or whoever wants to answer in whatever order, is like, you know, how do you feel about, you know, the company that you're keeping around you now? And do you think it's more so beneficial for what you're trying to do? Um, just move forward in life. Maybe in the immediate future, short goals, long goals. Do you think you're surrounded by the right people right now? I would say 100%. I am, and I have not been able to say that before. You know, and I say that, and reality is like both of y'all, for example, have known me the majority of the aspect of my life that really matters in reference to my character. <laughs> right. You know? Um, and then, you know, James as well. Shout out to, Shout James. Out to James. Shout out that's, to James. That's my, that's my road dog, 100%. So, like, I've had people... Shout out Ariel, too. Shout out Ariel. <laughs> like, I've had people in my life that are very valuable towards where I need to go. But... I didn't have a full grasp of what that was until maybe like two years ago. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the company I kept before then, terrible. You know, I had I had a lot of people, especially when I had the house, a lot of people living in the house with me. But even before then, like the people I'd settle with actually spending time with, they weren't trying to do nothing. But at that time, it didn't really matter that much to me because I didn't know what I needed to do. You know, mm -hmm. especially when I first bought the house, uh, I thought I did enough. I had everything. You know, I, I had my girl. I moved my girl in. I had my kid. I moved my kid in. I got him a dog. Like bills was paid, all that, blah, blah, blah. In my mind, in my ignorance... I was like, oh, you good. You just adulted. You the man now. Boom. That's it. You know? So none of that other stuff mattered. Who I was keeping around me, the habits I was falling into with those people because it was normalized by wherever we all came from, so on and so forth. Like, none of that better than I to, or made me better than I to it at all until life started shifting and those challenges started coming and I realized how unprepared I was for the lifestyle I had thought that I had attained and perfected by that point. So it's like, when I sit here and look now, now that I've been a smarter person, I've been more aware of the people I'm around and blah, 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 100%. Everybody that I communicate with today that actually gets like a substantial part of me is somebody that's either on the same path or, or has outlooks that I gain from in reference to what I'm trying to do with my life. Nice. I think it's important too. I think um, where I'm at right now, the people I'm surrounded by are in their own way. Like they, they create their own version of what they consider to be successful, but we're all trying to work towards being our own version of what successful looks like. I think the company you keep is great. Oh, making sure that you're around people that are like-minded primarily just for the conversations. Because um, I, I look back from maybe like five years ago or six years ago, um, I don't necessarily have a, a huge circle of people that I'm around. I'm, I'm usually like, I'm usually isolated to myself working towards like what my goals are as occasionally almost like the turtles that are in the back corner of my apartment. I pop my head out every once in a while, check in to see how everybody's doing, like y'all good. Have you hit a goal? I hit this goal and I go right back to working. Usually um, I have like blinders on to the left and to the right of me. And sometimes I'll get so consumed in what I have going on. I don't necessarily have a crowd around me anyway. 
So it's great to when I lift my head up from working to be able to know that if I look to the left of me and to the right of me, we are all collectively working on our own stuff. And at any point I can tap in with somebody like, hey, X, what you got going on? You got boom, boom, pow. And I get positive reinforcement or if I need for someone to give me like some constructive criticism, I have it available to me. Usually I, I self-diagnose on my own. I'm like my own harshest critic. So I'm always trying to work towards improvement. So I don't necessarily always go to people for that. Now, every once in a while, if I'm having one of those days where I just need to hear somebody else say it to me, I may occasionally call. But for the most part, I usually do that that kind of stuff on my own. But I do think it it does help to when you whenever you do need that that security or you need that conversation to have friends that are on the same same goal goal line that you're on, even if they're going about it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Very true. And like when I when I even thought about like the subject two episodes ago, like in season one, like me and you, Lamar, talk about like, you know, friends for like a season. So when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about who, you know, is still in my initial circle that is still in there opposed to who wasn't like, you know, ten, five, two, maybe even three years ago, because it does change, you know, just a season changes every couple months. Mm-hmm. You know, in some sense it's it's years. So like um for the most part, like I still have like you know, my my main people here. I've gained some other people that are that are still like like minded, and then I think of um, some of the other people that aren't here anymore. And it wasn't more so because like our minds didn't align, but you know, life just kind of happens to where like you just kind of you just you go your own way. You go, right. you, you grow. Mm-hmm. But um, I did also think about the people that are like that are either supportive and a critic to what I'm trying to do, and if if they were still in my circle or not, like a. Like I have y'all two here What we're, what we do now Is try to grow like this podcast Right And uh, we try to hold each other responsible <laughs> Especially with like You know with, with, with being here And stuff like that So it's it's You know we, we're gonna hold each other responsible In a sense But it's also something That we all kind of like Believe in too mm-hmm. You know Shout out to You know The wives in this, uh, As well Because it's something That they know They see us Put Put uh, Put effort into You know And they, and they support it And respect it And that, that's a big thing too with uh, with all the things that we have going on in life, and you know, having another individual kind of support you is, is a big thing. So it's like I'm, I'm saying that to to kind of say like where I am personally, I'm, I'm in a good spot right now. Um, it's going up from here, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, it it doesn't just stop. But you know, I we plenty more ideas, stuff that we talk about. It's just holding holding each other accountable. But I do at times think of like the friends that aren't here anymore, or people that like had to get left behind for for specific specific reasons i would say mm-hmm. and uh, i can i can have a conversation with you and lamar and be like hey such and such is this and this and you're going to give me like an elaborate feedback about you know hey did you think about it this way mm-hmm. opposed to you know, somebody oh that's cool bro that's yeah. cool yeah <laughs> let's let's somehow make this about me you know <laughs> yeah I, you know so it's like okay brother i i feel like I personally feel like you need that, even if like, like, even if you're a super independent person, because I, I I'm independent minded, mm-hmm. but I'm also very considerate of like other people's mindsets and stuff like that. I uh, I don't want to say I tiptoe, but part of my upbringing has taught me how to like your environment isn't just you in mm-hmm. most scenarios you know maybe my having my sisters and me and my sisters being so different mm-hmm. growing up and stuff like that but like 
there's always some form of consideration for other people's perspective. So like for me, like when I come to other people for advice, a lot of times I've already decided what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So like when I'm sitting down talking to y'all about it, I just want to hear if there's anything else I'm not paying attention to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy for me to say, oh, I've looked at everything and this is how I need to move. But there's always, to me, there's always something I could have let slip. So it's like I'll talk to other people like, uh, X, you're more patient than me, for example. So like I'll talk to you because I know that um, I can be more rash at times like I don't think I have a lot of those times anymore like I used to but I do still have those moments so it's like I bring something to you and if there is an option of more consideration I'm confident that you'll bring that out you know and sometimes it might be something that I do oh, okay yeah let me stop and recalibrate real quick and then sometimes it might be something like oh I hear you you know <laughs> but this is what I'm gonna do still <laughs> but still like just being able to have that having access to that you know I know like with Ariel, for example you brought her up Ariel, like uh she thinks not so much anymore but when we first met she thought a lot different than I did but there were some similarities too you know there there we came from similar places so there were similarities there but then how we dealt with certain things and certain dynamics of culture and stuff like that was all foreign to me how she looked at things until she started bringing them and making me go oh, oh well well that is fair uh, I understand that and it's like it didn't necessarily change who I was as a person but it made me consider certain things and my decisions became more efficient in reference to specific topics you know like there's still other aspects of my life that maybe she might not agree with but for me it worked perfectly fine you know what i'm saying but the areas where she is more versed in is the areas where she's helped me fine tune so i can uh do what i need to do in a way that benefits more people who are potentially involved mm -hmm. you know so I think for me that's the importance of it because it's easy to tell yourself you know every angle you know and mm. a lot of time a lot of times people don't know nearly as many angles as they thought they did you know well, you don't know any angles at all really yeah like, <laughs> you look for reasons to justify your one angle that's what most people do so. that's yep mm -hmm. yeah I mean I, I agree to that to a, a point I, I guess I'm pretty stubborn like once I've made my mind up, I will listen to other perspectives on certain stuff. Mm -hmm. But a part of what allows me to be successful, successful to myself is not. I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. I listen. But once I've really made that decision on what I plan on doing, I kind of want to I'll live and die with the consequences of whatever my decisions are because I, I don't really want to second guess myself now occasionally that may put me into a, a situation to where I may struggle for a little bit but mm -hmm. I learn through my struggles so yeah maybe it could have saved me like a couple of days if I would have went and asked somebody else for uh, their opinion on something but then I don't necessarily get to experience certain stuff mm -hmm. and I know for me I know everybody's different I have to experience it to really know what it means. I know you may look at the, and I can co-sign the same thing that, that Julian was saying, you're a lot more patient than I am as well. And <laughs> <laughs> occasionally, if I if I am second guessing some things, like, you know what, maybe I should call you. But then there's other times to where 
I'm going to open the oven. I know it's hot. Maybe <laughs> I should be a little bit more patient, but I'm still going to grab it out. But that scar represents to me, me trying to figure out a way to be more patient myself mm-hmm. versus having to use not saying that's what I was doing, but using you as a, a crutch to where I can eventually figure out a way to adopt my own level of patience. Eventually, I'll look and say to myself, like, okay, well, this oven is really hot. Mm -hmm. I think I got burnt last time. Maybe I should just wait. So I have to maybe get out of that a little bit more and and start having more conversations. But I know everybody else, everybody has their own way of doing things to make them successful. That's what's worked for me when I choose to, to learn those lessons the hard way. It usually sticks with me a lot more than a conversation with somebody else and them telling me, essentially guiding my thoughts versus me experiencing things because I'm sure you yourself X you had to go through some stuff yourself to get you to that level of patience it wasn't just an automatic thing you probably tried some things you failed at some things you learned from some things and you eventually implemented them to where now you can give out templates or you can be the voice of reason for other people until they develop it themselves no no that, that's true that you know definitely true I, okay brother um, I think I would say with um, I would look at it more as I I think for me personally I think I view it more as like a template almost like I don't know how much you guys have ever been in the art for example but like I I know when I was younger one thing I would do is I'd draw something and like especially I was into Pokemon big when I was younger so it's like I might draw something and then I would look at another picture of the thing I was drawing. And if my drawing was like extremely far off, like not quite where I wanted it, then I might trace the outline of it. My second take, I'll trace the outline and then try to add in the pieces that I felt like were necessary, so on and so forth. And that would get me closer to that goal. Eventually I would be drawing the whole Pikachu or whatever by myself and different angles and stuff like that. So when I look at that communication, I think me personally, I don't see it as like me getting direction. It's me getting like a critique and and, and like different, yeah, different considerations. So it's like, um, like I said, I might not take none of it. I don't go into it expecting to get the guidance of where I need to go. I go into it more so to see like uh, what the other paths are in case I missed it. Because one thing I know about myself is I've I have these scars. I don't like them. You know what I'm saying? Like me personally, the way I've gained these scars, I'm not a fan of just going out there and gaining more and I recognize that part of the reason I got those scars is because my experiences have taught me this is how you need to look at things so when I know that I'm going into something solely based on my experience I just I want to hear somebody else because if there's other paths that I'm not seeing because of my own barriers that were created through my timeline blah 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 you know, he's going to show me. There's angles that you'll show me that I might not see because I'm not as a, I don't go as headstrong in things. So there's things like I had a, I had a homie I used to live with that was like that. And one thing I admired most about him is how headstrong he was. He didn't even, he wouldn't even read a book. 
You know, he was like, oh, if if the person that wrote the book had to experience it, so I just got to experience it. So I'm not I'm not reading nothing type of thing. And I admired that because of some of the results he would gain through doing that. You know what I'm saying? It's just me personally. I can't go to that anymore because of my experiences in life. So I'm like I'm kind of like right in the middle of like where Lamar might be versus where X might be right now. And so where I'm at in life, it really benefits me to take that extra second just to consider, is there anything else I'm not looking at? You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I get it. Because I think both sides, well, all three sides, there's there's successful ways to maneuver through it. The one thing that you said, well, there's a few things you said that I, I really, I really liked, especially um, considering the scars. Because when you said you looked at your scars, you think of them as something that you don't necessarily want more of and you don't necessarily enjoy. Mm-hmm. When I think of my scars, I think of them as battle trophies. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sign to me of how strong and resilient you can be. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you, you, you're so headstrong that you're going headfirst into every single thing. I think there's always a plan and when things don't go as planned and there's some scars that come along with that that battle mm-hmm. when i walk away from it i walk away from it with a, a sense of pride and confidence knowing that regardless of how many slashes i had to get i did that mm-hmm. now to other people i, I get it i a thousand percent understand how you can say well man if i can save those scars mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't want to sacrifice myself for them but for me I I get a different sense of of self and I feel the most alive while I'm experiencing things. Not to say that I won't have a conversation. Um, I'll read. I'll think about it. But ultimately, at the end, once I've made my mind, I I have the confidence behind it. It's, hey, if I win, I win. If I lose, I'll still win because I'm still going to figure out something that I did right within this process and learn from the loss. And we'll just figure out a better way to keep going. Mm-hmm. I. I- I love that because I love how like closely similar we are, but then it's, 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 it's almost like we take our situations the same way, but we handle them slightly different Fair. based on our experiences. But it's like I get the same pride when I do have to buckle down and do something and I come out on top regardless of the scars like I feel good. That is, to me, that's the closest thing to efficiency for me is when I know that I went through, I got everything I needed to get, and this is where I'm at right now. Overall, I achieved the goal, regardless of the scars and so on and so forth. So it's like, I still have all of those feelings. I just also have that other, that extra voice that's like, before we dive into that thorn bush, let's make sure there's nowhere else and that's like that's literally the only difference there is that like i have that consideration and it's like maybe it's because i've fallen into places that for me personally i've really hated you know what i'm saying like you you might have fallen into places that you disliked but you understood them better and i might have fallen into places that like at the time i didn't understand it at all so it's like for me i'm just like let's never get back here that again. is fair you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like we got the same outlook but just slightly different ways of how to get to the end goal. That is fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I, I think um, what, what made me bring it up too is was just um, it's like the perspective of it all. You know, do I, I, I can agree to one thing that all three of us are like we're mainly 
self-diagnosing people for the, for the most <laughs> part. <laughs> most, most of my friends are. Like, we're very self-diagnosing. And the only time that the, the challenge came in to, you know, when you actually involve somebody in your life, you can't be so much self-diagnosing, you know, that you can't share. But for the most part, us three, we're like that. But um, I always have the, uh, the outlet of, of trusting somebody else's perspective because, you know, we are alike in a sense, but you're going to see things differently. Mm. I'm going to go one way about it, and tomorrow's going to go another way about it, and, you know, you, Jay, are going to go another way about it. And we may still end up in the, at the same result, but I can also know that I have you two here that I can trust to bring another perspective if, if I am missing something, like mm. you two are saying. So, like, you know, even for, like, for the listeners, if you think who, who are your friends that hold you, like, accountable, whose perspective do you trust? Or do you even have anybody in your circle that you trust with a perspective that's going to either, one, show you another way of how you could be doing things if you're doing something wrong? You, know, you need somebody like that in your corner, always. You need the hard critic. You know what I'm saying? You need, to, you need the, like, the love. Like, it's funny because before we, I was writing the notes for this um for this episode, like Tony's, uh, our, well, our, our church, our main church, they were talking about, you know, just the languages of love and the type of people that you need, like, in your life. And it was like, you know, the lover, the supporter, the critic, and it was like a big five. And it was like, you know, I, I have these people initially, you know what I'm saying? I have, I have my wife to where I can go to her for anything, you know, and, you know, she's going to, the wife's the number one critic for me personally so she's gonna give it to me just like hey look you just do this this is what you need to do you know? but I can also trust that you know I have another perspective of my homies that could see me in another light see me you know another way that my wife can't see me as a friend y'all can see me as a friend also but as a man as well you know I can't be I can't see my wife as a woman because I'm, I'm not a woman so you need to be able to trust and have those people around you to give you uh, a similar perspective to how you could be moving or you know just better input or Hey, look, do things maybe this way, maybe this way, consider that. So just having trustworthy, like, perspective in your circle is big. And I feel like, you know, for, definitely for me, I have that, especially coming here. Like, Lamar, you said one thing at the beginning to where, like, you know, we came here and um, I'm already starting to feel better. Like, when we come and, like, do the podcast and we start getting into our talks, it's almost like at times you know, that we kind of disappears at a specific point mm -hmm. within within <laughs> within like converse conversation but this like you need these type of people in like your circle you know what I'm saying and it, it didn't it dawned on me more when I have people to actually speak and express with because I wasn't so much a person to always express I was self-diagnosed like we always talk about so now when I get here with two other people that I know it's very similar and you know we we talk and we kind of go through things even prior to us recording or even when we start recording it's like everything just kind of disappears and perspective comes and you know it ex expands how I'm thinking expands my mind it gets me thinking like in a in a better space so like when you the company you keep the sponge that you have is so important because like I have two people in my corner that can give me perspective that can promote thought for me and get me you know at, at a higher realm you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying so Appreciate y'all. Long story. <laughs> Appreciate a long you thank too. you. Like a long thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look at that and I feel like even when you are the type of person that like you know yourself and you know what you want and you're consistently driving towards these things, like it's really easy for life to like become monotonous in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like you know, if you're grinding, for example, if you're grinding to a, a certain level of of money in your bank account. You know, those months leading to you actually reach that goal can become very monotonous depending on what your game plan is and stuff like that. So it's like once you're actually on that path and you're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm trying to get out of it. And I'm doing this every day, blah, 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 blah. 
you can get to that point where you you, you get almost single-minded tunnel vision because mm-hmm. everything's moving in that direction you know what i'm saying the actions you're doing are the actions that are related to that blah 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 so you're not actually like practicing the critical thinking aspect as much until like a roadblock comes and you have to figure something out so like, mm-hmm. yeah so it's like having people like this is important to me right now like this is a big this is a big value in my life because once a week I have to dig into the way I think about things you know what I'm saying like no matter how smooth things are going no matter how hard things are going we sit down and we talk about something that forces us all to sit down and consider how we feel and how we think about things and that's so important it's so easy to get Mm -hmm. out of that or not even start that once you start trying to get all this life stuff together and figure it out and stuff Mm -hmm. you, you look at American society it's go 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 you know, the only way you're going to find success and control over your life and peace is if you go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it, it doesn't actually it's not made to benefit the thinkers. You know, mm-hmm. it's made to benefit the workers to do it. So it's like or the reactors yeah. and, and the reactors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like so it's like and, and we understand at this point in our life, we understand that you need to have those thinking mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. You need to have those moments of consideration because, you know, ne- sometimes you just fall into a mindset and you don't even realize it mm-hmm. because right. it's generally made sense to you. And everything in your life has aligned to this. And you've just been slowly hardening it without even thinking about it and you don't notice that until you run into somebody that is against the hard take of how you feel <laughs> and now that's fair you don't realize it until that moment and mm-hmm. now it's like you have to unpack but you haven't done all that critical thinking so you're having to live critically break down how you thinking in front of them and it's like emotion involved that could come out completely opposite mm-hmm. of what you would actually intend mm-hmm. you it's, know it's a thou- thousand percent agree because when i was uh, identifying my attitude for like the last few weeks um like you were saying sometimes when that recipe is working mm-hmm. he don't normally change it up like I don't see Mr. Sanders changing up his recipe if it's winning if it's, if it's working mm-hmm. but the, the beauty of this being in the middle of the week it gives you the opportunity to overanalyze to go deep down into your thoughts because I'll be honest, like throughout the week when I'm winning, if I'm making sales, if I'm doing everything that I know I'm supposed to be doing and I'm like overachieving, I'm not really focused on anything else. Like everything else goes to the wayside and I'm just really trying to focus on that one thing, get better, stronger, faster. But then on Wednesday, I can think about all the other things like, oh, man, I was really frustrated. I'm kind of angry about some things that I don't even really necessarily know where that the source of that anger is coming from maybe we should figure out what we can do to be less angry throughout the week are you using this anger as a way to thrive through the week using that emotion to to drive you to success for your sales are you are you using those things to fuel you through the week why but that is the the most important thing about coming here on wednesdays is understanding the why everybody's why is different like why are you the way you are for this week Mm -hmm. why is your temperament here why are you so short why are you so frustrated and understanding someone else's perspective can give you a little bit more insight on how you're feeling or why you do feel the way that you feel like oh hey you know what i agree with julian i disagree with this thing that he said but i agree with this and then maybe I can implement some of that thing into my my daily living to to not go as headstrong or being as <laughs> as stubborn uh, about some of the things that I do. Uh, 
But yeah, I think that's one of the best things about doing this in the middle of a work week. No, yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's practice. It's continued practice. And like one thing, it, it's dope because we push the podcast to be a thing of of you know thought. The mainest thing. And I, anytime, anytime somebody asks me, and I might be able to work on it a little bit more, but like you know, what's your podcast about? Oh, what do you do a podcast? What's about? What's you talking about? <laughs> you know, so somebody's always asking me. But the main thing I always always go to is you know promoting thought. You know, like pro, the provoking thought, promoting thought, or whatever it may be. So, like you said, in the middle of the week, when when um, I already have a start to it, but I don't have a finish to it, mm-hmm. is a big thing. And when you have a time to sit and actually put everything in perspective, like in this, especially with like like-minded like-minded others, and you know, you two here or anybody, if listeners, if anybody, talk to somebody for one. Talk about talk. Have a good circle. You know, the company you keep. But it's when you have other perspectives and you know, like, you know, I'm not the only one just going through something, too. Like, when we all come to here and come together, it's like, hey, once again, this is the week. Okay, how are we responding to it now? You know, I got time to actually put these th- things into perspective. I'm thinking about it critically. I'm also hearing perspectives of what other people are going through. And no matter how you like it, when you hear what somebody else is going through, it always puts your your problem or what you're going through in a, in a lens. And you're going to look at it kind of a different angle. Like, you go into it one way. Like, starting today, I didn't, I don't have a very personal, personal example, but I could be thinking of something one way. I get in here, Jay tells me about his day, like we did. You tell me about your day. And now all of a sudden, I'm like, dang, like, if I was going through this too, like, imagine, okay, no, matter of fact, my week's maybe not be this bad, or my week could be being getting better, or, and it's like, you know, that perspective again, Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's, you channel, and you kind of see. So it's, it may be rare it, it may be fate that we <laughs> did it on the middle of the week <laughs> you know what I'm saying but like it's it's uh, it's it's helpful it's helpful even now like I'm thinking about it like the importance of it it's just like still kind of revealing in a sense it's like man like I look for, I already look forward to coming and, and talking and get on the podcast with y'all but now like when you put in this another perspective it's like oh look this is another reason why I'm doing this you know this is exactly what we're trying to promote thought thinking being aware perspective all these type of things words i keep using it's like this is all what it's for and the fact that i can realize it while i'm doing it Mm -hmm. there's success in that i agree Mm -hmm. yep that's it yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you gotta just like that (laughs) uh last thing i'll say because uh definitely get to a close i can feel it (laughs) is um just a reminder for everybody when you have time to relax, use that time to actually relax and don't complain about what you have to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, it's it's funny in a sense, but it's also a very real thing. Like one thing I, I try to practice now is like when when I have my time and maybe an hour, maybe two hours to kind of just maybe in some sense get ready for whatever I'm going to. You got to take every opportunity in that hour or so to kind of have time for yourself in mm-hmm. a sense. I have two hours to myself from two to three, from two to four. At six, we need to be at this function. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You may not want to go to this function. Me being, I I consider myself 85 inch, 85% introvert. And I know people that know me may not think that, but I really am. Like I get, I get socially tired very quickly. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I'm about to say it's like 95. Yeah. Me. So, <laughs> so at, even at times talking for this hour, well, it, it's gotten better since we started. It's just something I want to do. But even at that time, you know, it's, it's just like 
all right, I need to charge myself for this. You know, I need to be got to get prepped. Yeah, <laughs> got to prepare myself. But instead of sitting, and I'm very guilty at, at, at younger ages or you know in earlier earlier years of complaining about the, the time that I should be taking to relax. I'm sitting. I don't feel like doing this, man. I don't do this. Like, you sit. <laughs> like this this function is it's like it's you wake up in the morning and you got a function that's at eight o'clock. You waking up complaining about it like at seven. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love your insight on that because I think kind of the same way. Now, I will complain about it, but, and we were talking about this earlier, like for the last two weeks, low key, I didn't really feel like doing the podcast as much as I know it is a, a huge benefit to me to do it. My feeling said, man, it's been a long day. It's been a long week. This is only going to make your week longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thing to myself is, you don't have to feel like doing it, but we can't allow your feelings to dictate the level of effort you're going to invest into something that could potentially get you into the position that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. So stop stop worrying about your feelings. Your feelings are always going to be there, but they can never be in the driver's seat for what you know you have to do. And that's how I lock into myself. It's like, bro, feelings ain't going to dictate today. Get your ass up. Feelings aren't going to dictate today. Figure out what you need to say in your podcast. Figure out what you're going to say at work. No matter how quickly my meter drains, I will still be available because consistency is going to be the number one thing to get me, you, us to where we want to be. Even if I don't feel like it, like Mm -hmm. we were saying, eventually that mood will start to lighten. Mm -hmm. You'll realize why you actually showed up. It's no different than going to the gym. I don't feel like going. But when you start looking at yourself in the mirror, your clothes start fitting a little bit different. <laughs> that that confidence comes from there. And then eventually the thing that you want to struggle with comes to you. It's easy. Like now I no longer struggle with X, Y and Z because I created the habit of making myself available regardless of my feelings. Julian, you know all about this mm. with the um, martial arts after a certain point. You probably didn't even feel it the same way, even though I know that shit would hurt. But once you know what the goal is, what you're working towards, my body may feel like this, but my mind is stronger than my body. So I'm just going to get up and make it happen. Yeah. If you if you let your feelings dictate things and you're trying to be a martial artist, look, let me tell you something about that. <laughs> but it's like my mindset is, is simple if it's and, you know, I, I say simple, but I think there are areas where I'm still working on strengthening this mindset but generally speaking if there's something that needs to be done it's better to just do it you know it's mm-hmm. it, we could sit here and complain all day but you're going to have stuff to complain about for the rest of your life Fact. and there's going to be more things as you get older because no matter you know we like to believe that we youthful and we can do all this stuff and I, I believe that if you stay active you can extend that a lot longer but at the end of the day you know our bodies start wearing down you start right. actually having <laughs> real aches that you can't control Fact. and it start making you look at back to that one day where you you had the little Charlie horse and you was like oh I ain't gonna do nothing today because that's hurting a little too much now it's, like, it's nah, permanent now you actually have injuries like, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's like overall it's like if you know you are capable of doing what needs to be done for whatever your situation especially if it's gonna elevate your situation it's better mm-hmm. to just duck your head and do it and a lot of times like Lamar said it's like when you've done it 
you look back and you feel better when you've actually accomplished the goals when when you said oh I hate like I've had days like that day I was telling y'all about the deadlifts the other day I didn't want to go to the gym that day (laughs) I I, I went I think I went 30-45 minutes later than I had planned to I wasn't going to go and I got there and then I ended up hitting numbers that I didn't think I was going to hit that day because one of the reasons I was hesitant is like oh I ain't about to get back up to my to my Mm -hmm. max today so what's waiting (laughs) one more day going to hurt me blah 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 but seeing the results that I did get that day yeah. it's like yo you did something you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like if I didn't actually go out there and do that I would have less motivation towards my goal when I finally did get to the gym right. you know what I'm saying right. so right right always remember just wait, do it just do it honestly yeah like I said it, and it's it's easy to quit like it's a it's an old quote but like you know the easiest thing to do is just be like I don't want to do it mm-hmm. that really literally is the thing to you know I don't feel like doing it anymore I'm good Easy way out. Facts. You know, stop it. I'm going to stop it right now. And you, you, you have that power in your life, and it, it, it is beneficial in certain areas, but it's not beneficial if it's something that's going to benefit your life. You know what I'm saying? So, like, get, you know, give that time to yourself. I'll reel it back in. Like I was saying before, take your time to relax. You know, don't, don't complain about it. But even if you have problems, you know, complain as much as you want personally I, I'm not going to be able to change you know, the people are going to do it and sometimes you just need to let it out but ultimately again how are you responding to it you know like Jay said just do it just, just honestly do it like Lamar said you got to come you got to over just come, overcome overcome that feeling of not wanting to do something especially when overall it's it's in the bigger picture it's more beneficial to you why wouldn't you want to do that you know that's kind of weird so mm-hmm. yeah I don't, I don't know man I was thinking about this as you guys were talking, like about those temporary feelings that you go through. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I, actually, I know, I know you can, because Julian was saying this earlier mm-hmm. when we were talking. It's like it feeds so much into my confidence and my ego when I successfully make it through whatever it is, whatever jungle that we're going through. Like I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that too. It's like knowing that you were able to get to wherever you were trying to go and you paid attention on the journey so that way if you ever fall off you can get back to where you're trying to go that those are the things that keep me motivated like regardless of what my situation is I could be broke but I've had money before I remember what it felt like to get money or just like if you put on like 15 pounds like I remember what it felt like to look a certain way and feel a certain way I can always get myself back there as long as I consistently get back mm-hmm. into those areas that made me successful right. like do those things that are going to boost your confidence yeah you think exactly no exactly uh, yeah man it's like going back to the whole martial artist thing like one thing a lot of people don't consider is when you see that like epic viral move like the homie that do the three six or the seven twenty <laughs> spin into the into the right hook that drop yeah. homie blah 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 like those guys have practiced that over and over and over again until they gotten sick of it you know and and I can say personally like once you've learned the basic mechanics of the move sometimes it's hard to motivate yourself to drill that thing a hundred more times because you're like I got it you know what I'm saying but when you talk about your best athletes they had it and kept doing it. You look at Kobe, Kobe kept shooting. He got up at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, kept shooting, kept shooting, kept shooting. He was prepping himself to be that guy in those moments, you know? It's one thing to say you know how to do something and you know how to achieve the goal and blah, 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 blah. But, like, if you're not actively practicing 
those angles like you're not hitting it the way you think you are and, mm -hmm. and you know you got a lot of people they want to complain and complain and complain like man this ain't right and that ain't right blah 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 and i get it you know it's emotion you feel it 100 percent. but it's like is there something you can do that can change the way you feel about your current situation and if so why aren't you not why are you not doing it you know and just it, maybe it don't get the results immediately. Maybe that first day you do it, it don't get what you want out of it. You know, we could talk about, especially when it comes to like emotions and relationships and stuff. A lot of times that initial change you make is not going to breed immediate results. Because you're <laughs> dealing with another individual that also has to work through their things and stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you stop doing it, you guarantee that you're not getting to that spot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you have to, at some point, you have to get past your emotions and decide, and I can say this personally, like, especially with the relationship stuff, because that was a moment I had to get to during one of our hardships. I had to step outside of myself and say, what do you want? And once I established what I wanted, what do you need to do to achieve that? You know, what do you need to change? Where are the areas where you are actually at fault? We know everything that happened to you. Mm -hmm. We get how this person hurt you and this and that. What did you contribute to the negativity of this situation? And what can you do different to present to prevent that contribution? You know what I'm saying? And of course, in some situations, the when you're dealing with other people, it's a little more complicated because if they don't go through that same process, then, you know, it's not going to work. But the end goal still can be met. Can. You know, if you still if you still work on yourself, like okay, worst case scenario, they threw it all to the wind, and I'm gonna act this way, and that's it, and blah blah blah. Okay, you still been working on your character. So if your idea is still to be, and you want this type of relationship, you want this type of experience, blah blah blah. Maybe you just learned that it's not going to happen with this person or it's not going to happen with this person right now. That doesn't change what you have to do because if this one ended up not working out and then you try to get into another relationship, guess what? You still got to do, <laughs> you, gotta do you, you, you still got to do some of this work mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So it's like, why not just do it? You know, talk yeah. about everything in life. Why not just do it because if you do it you are moving closer to the goal but when you don't do it you're not because it doesn't hurt you anything to try exactly like, mm -hmm. regardless of what the outcome of the situation is and I, I love the way you alluded to the relationships mm -hmm. understanding that regardless it's, it's a team sport it's a if your teammates aren't working while Kobe's in the gym, you still lose. But there's one person that gains so much more out of that. So when you are in a position to, to win, you know what to do, where to be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like we were saying a couple episodes ago, you may need to request a trade. Yeah. <laughs> but when you become a free agent, right. don't resign with the same bullshit that yeah. you didn't win with before. When you know the surroundings or everyone else is not going to adapt to your level of of wanting to become better. So definitely regardless of what everyone else around you is doing you got to make sure you stay focused on bettering yourself because as you become better mm -hmm. you you're more of an asset to the team even if the rest of the people on the team aren't doing shit right. consistency it. always starts with the individual it does mm -hmm. it does and then and it, another reason to be aware of you know what what you have in your company the circle that you have around you if you're constantly the one that's that's you know moving up moving up in life and you know those individuals that you think are your friends or that you want to keep there aren't 
aren't benefiting that that progress and that moving up you know it's sad but you don't you can't wait for every every and anybody you know it's 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 unfortunate but you know nobody on on this earth should stump you or stop you or stunt your growth in any type of way or manner or form like when you even when you get with somebody somebody should be promoting your growth that's the, the biggest thing you guys should be promoting each other's growth so like it's it's unfortunate that you have to outgrow people but it, it is what it is and it's a learning experience you know there's no hate there's no love sometimes it just happens and you know there's, there's no bad blood there's no bad feelings involved in it it's just you know we grew our separate ways I, I hope you well I wish you well but you know sky's not my limit you know it, it may be yours ultimately but I, I know and feel it's not mine and the people that are around me feel the same way and they're promoting that same type of growth mm-hmm. so you know it's 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 important man one like the the message that we're putting out just do it i know you, you don't feel like it there's times i don't feel like it but i just do it you know just do it it's annoying maybe there's somebody that's that's pressing you to do it and you know you don't want to do it because this person's telling me to do it but ultimately it, if they're telling you to do it it needs to be done stop crying you know <laughs> get it get it done you're just so, complicating the situation exactly like if you gotta get it done yourself, if it needs to get done in the bigger picture stop procrastinating just do it you can cry while you're doing it <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with somebody complaining and doing it you know what I'm saying like, it's cause it's still progress <laughs> and eventually you'll you'll get so locked in on what you're doing mm-hmm. you'll realize you don't have the time to complain right. so Figure out a way to get started, right, right. even if it means you have to talk a little stuff, like talk a little junk along the way. I didn't really feel like coming here. I remember one time when I was like 60 pounds overweight, that was my first thing. I was like, man, I didn't feel like coming here. Man, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Man, this hurts. That popped. Why is this popping? <laughs> I ain't the same age anymore. You know Everything was hyper negative, right, but right. I made it through the 45-minute workout, and you know what? After like day 15, I started complaining a little less. Things stop popping as much. Like it's all about what you're willing to invest. Understanding you ain't gotta like it. Mm-hmm. Like for me, if you want to complain, complain until you can't complain anymore. I may not necessarily listen, but I'll be here for you. Fact, mm-hmm. that, that's a big thing too. Complain, com- kind of complain to yourself. Facts. You don't, can be your don't own go, therapist, right? Don't complain in a room full of people that don't complain at all. Then it's just you. You're the complainer at that point. But let get it a out. Therapist. You know, definitely, yeah, right. Get, pay somebody so, yeah, to listen to, to your listen complaints, to you. yeah. and, and they'll make out. notes, and they won't care. Yeah. You deserve. I'll say that you deserve to say how you feel. But you mm-hmm. know, just it, time and place for everything. Pay somebody. Um, as you have just forty minutes in, but Jay, did you have any? Any, any closing thing you wanted to say before you know we kind of get into that that goodbye nope it's you know it's the same vibe mm-hmm. get up and do it you know uh, we all got hardships and we're gonna continue to have hardships hopefully you have people in your life that you can talk to right. if you don't therapists are an option and mm-hmm. you wanna get you a therapist that's going to actually try to help you towards your goals you know um I've known more successful people that don't talk to nobody but their therapist, but they built that relationship with their therapist to where their therapist not only understands them as a person, but also understands what they want to be as a person. Mm -hmm. So whenever they come in and try to talk about this, that and the third, their therapist is like, have you considered this? You know, Mm -hmm. so like the blessing we have in life right now is we can do that with each other we don't necessarily have to get a therapist you know what I'm saying but the importance is you need to have somebody in your life in my personal opinion you need to have somebody in your life that 
can make you consider something other than what you are naturally going to consider Mm -hmm. yourself. 100%. Just do it. The company you keep. But Lamar, do you have any other closing statements before I get into the... Yeah, I just want to throw in the thing that Julian was talking about if you don't have family and friends one of the because I, I had a therapist for like a year and a half and one of the the most beneficial things was I did not have to become that friend that always wanted to talk about his situation and what he was struggling <laughs> with because as much as your friends love you and appreciate you right everyone becomes tired of the same conversation and I felt myself doing that I was like oh no you know what I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want to be that person that every time we come around we, we, re- we revisit the same things so if you do have things that you're going that are going on in your life don't be afraid to reach out to a therapist talk have those conversations you can still talk to your, your family and friends too but there's so many other things that you more than likely would normally talk about if you weren't trying to filter out your thoughts with your friends so maybe once or twice a month reach out to a therapist and not lean as heavy on your friends so that way y'all can still do the things that you enjoy and talk about those regular things 100% hey people do it get somebody in your corner that's going to listen to you and you know, be be continue to be you know a sponge. Express yourself in, in every manner, but make sure you have somebody that's gonna you know feed feed it back to you, give back to you exactly what you need to hear, and and have somebody in your corner with a perspective that you trust to show you you know the better way. Um, we'd like to thank y'all for always listening, tuning in as always. You know, thank you to to the wives. Um, thank you to all the friends, the people that are listening. Share, share, share. Let's let's get some growth going on. For sure, you know, it's, it's not always, it's not all just about the money. It's more so, you know, about the message and somebody needs to hear it. And, you know, there's, I know what we talk about is relatable for anybody at some point in time. There's an episode for you. There's a, there's a specific dialogue, a monologue, whatever you want to say that it's in here. You know, we, I know we got it. It's like that. <laughs> you know, it's not bias. It's confidence. I know we got it. But, um, yeah, shout out to y'all as always, you know, um, once again. If you have any questions or input or what you think about the episode, at the floor is ours on Instagram. Uh, Yahoo is uh, is uh, at the the floor is ours at yahoo.com. Um, you can find Lamar at our health matters. You know what I'm saying you can find my brother Julian. It's uh, Braille R Stone on Instagram. Talk to me, and I'm only on the floor is ours because I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do social media. It hasn't changed. <laughs> So once again, uh, we appreciate you guys as always. Um, This is another episode of The Floor is Ours, and we out. Woo! Oh, God. Flex. 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 I be flexing, I be jigging, I be jigging straight finessing. Hold it down for a nigga, don't be stressing. Count that money to the ceiling, it's a blessing. Oh, what a blessing. Cause I be flexing, I be jigging, I be jigging straight finessing. Hold it down for a nigga, don't be stressing. Count that money to the ceiling, it's a blessing. Oh, what a blessing.
as it gets. Chalk a nigga with a bag, bitch. Shorty bad, she got ass tits. Definition of a savage. I'm on a road, making these plays. Getting to the bread, I'm serious. Walking the money, trying to trick. My definition, I'm amphibious. Black diamonds, wipe the tension shit. Folks lame, boy, piteous. Shorty claim that she love me, but she love me more when I'm in the shit. Flex, flex. Hey, watch me flex, shorty. Running up all this cash, don't you forget it, shorty. Flex, flex. Then VVS is shorty. How they gleam around my neck, shit tell you hold that I be flexing. I be jigging, I be jigging, straight finessing. Hold it down for a nigga, don't be stressing. Count that money to the ceiling, it's a blessing. Oh, what a blessing. Cause I be flexing. I be jigging, I be jigging, straight finessing. Hold it down for a nigga, don't be stressing. Count that money to the ceiling, it's a blessing. Oh, what a blessing. But you love me more when I'm in the shit